Good morning, Hillside. Happy Sunday morning. Praying for you. I hope that you're doing well. Excited to find you here online. Can't wait to see some of you in person. And quick announcement that next Sunday, so Sunday, May 28th, we are going to be having our Summer Fun Sunday. I want to invite you out. We're combining our services to one service at 1030 a.m. It's going to be a regular service with life-giving worship, prayer. I'll be sharing another portion of our Proverbs series. But after service, we're going to have grill out with hamburgers, hot dogs, and some sides. Drinks will be covered as well. Not only that, we're going to have Kona Ice with us for all of, uh, all of us, really. I was about to say for the kids, but it's going to be for all of us to enjoy. And then we will have an inflatable for the children as well. So join us. The intention is for all of our services, our two services, to get together, worship, celebrate God's goodness together, and then fellowship after over a meal. So I hope you can make plans to attend with us. And quick other, uh, not, not announcement, but just a reminder that above me, there's a couple links. You can let us know how we can be praying with you, how we can be encouraging you and equipping you. Hillsidechurch.us forward slash connect then also you can continue to stay generous. You know, Hillside is self-sustaining, so your generosity is making a difference locally, but also nationally and globally through missions. So thank you for giving. Hillsidechurch.us, excuse me, forward slash give. Um, both of the links, all you have to do is tap them right above. Well, today I'm going to be continuing um, our series on Proverbs. And the proverb for today is Proverbs 14, 30. You could take a moment and find it, or you may just want to write it down or take some notes on your phone. I think today is going to be very helpful for you. It's a, it's a proverb about peace, but it's interesting what this proverb does. It gives us two things. It doesn't give us peace and panic. It doesn't give us peace and fear or peace and anxiety. I've preached messages where I talk about the contrast of those two particulars. Today, though, Proverbs 14, verse 30, it says this, A heart at peace gives life to the body. A heart at peace gives life to the body. Second part says this, But envy rots the bones. But envy rots the bones. So a heart of peace gives life to the body. But envy rots the bones. Envy is to be discontented. It is to be in a state of discontent. And that's not the only thing. When you're envious, you're at a place of discontent, but you begin coveting or wanting what others have, whether that be tangible items they have, or experientially, you see what they have and you desire it, whether that be success or fame or influence or whether it be some more subtle ways. You just see them enjoying life and it, envy makes you discontent with where you are and what you have. I love that Proverbs does this in particular in this verse in contrasting peace with envy because as you probably know, one of the, the peace killers is anxiety. It is panic. It is uh, circumstances. Sometimes it can be offense. All those different things are important and it's important that we do the work to overcome those. But envy is one of those, I'll be honest, I haven't preached on many, many times. And today I want to just share a few thoughts with you. I have what I call four traps 
of Envy, four traps of Envy, and I use Envy as an acronym, E-N-V-Y. The E stands for Eyes Off Christ. Envy has a way of checking our heart. It, 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 it sees where we're satisfied, it sees where we're content. It's one of the tactics of the enemy to cause distraction and ultimately destruction for our soul if we leave envy unchecked. And immediately it gets our eyes off Christ. Doesn't it? I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I've, for me, I've had less of a longing at times for tangible things that other people have. I've always been impressed and really happy for people if they've got a new ride or a new house or a new boat or, you know, and, and especially if they've taken me out in them. It's all, that's always great or invited me over to see their new house. I'm always blessed by that. But where I've found envy in my place, in my soul sometimes, is, is an envy for the success it appears others have, or the influence it appears others have. Some of the less tangible items, but some of the intangible. And those can be equally as dangerous. Envy, though, gets our eyes off Christ. Ultimately, it does. You know, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it encourages us to fix our eyes on Christ, to focus our life, give our attention, our whole being, to being focused on Christ. Envy comes alongside, again, the tactic of the enemy to distract us, get our eyes off of our calling, off of our purpose, and onto what other people are experiencing. It's a trap. It's a tactic. Not only um, is the E eyes off Christ, well, the N is to neglect to see the goodness of God. I've noticed in my life that the longer or more sustained I'm focusing on others, and maybe some of the blessings they've encountered or the miracles they've experienced or the joy, the, the fulfillment, the success they've had at times. If I'm not careful, I focus so much attention on them that I neglect to see the goodness of God in my life. I couldn't begin to tell you how blessed I am, how grateful I am for God's goodness. When I think about family, when I think about my friendships, when I think about you and all the Lord is doing at Hillside, it's any wonder that I would ever lose sight of that. But I'm prone at times. The enemy, believe it or not, he still comes alongside to kind of distract me, to discourage me, and to bring me into a place of self-pity. What is self-pity? Self-pity at its ultimate, it's quite simple. It's, it's, it's pity for oneself. And why are we pitting oneself? Because some things didn't work out how we wanted them to. Um, maybe there's some delays. Maybe there were some experiences, and albeit hard experiences along the way. But ultimately what has happened is in self-pity, we've tapped out of neglecting to see the goodness of God. I want to encourage you to be a person that continues to cultivate gratitude in your life. Amen. That you would continue to cultivate a passion, a zeal, and finding ways to remember and to focus on how good God has been. One thing you can get started with today is you can watch this video. You could jump online and take in a short message from me. You can maybe catch some worship on your phone or on your computer. 
you have a roof over your head, you have a bed, you have, um, for the most part, protection and a peace to some of the very needs, the most minded needs in our lives. I mean, you've got to do the work. I've got to do the work to continue to remember God's goodness. So those four traps, eyes off Christ. The N is neglect goodness of God. The V I have found for me is vying for attention. Envy moves me into a place where I get competitive, where I want to be seen, I want to be heard, I want to be noticed. I'm not saying it's good, y'all. I'm just saying that it's a possibility. And it gets me vying for things, vying for attention and applause. You know, that was one of the tactics of the enemy. When he came to Jesus with the three temptations, one of the very temptations was, Jesus, I can make you famous. You just got to worship me. If you worship me, I'll give you, you'll have all the fame you could ever need. Think of the ministry you can have if you do that. And Jesus knew how cunning the enemy was. Jesus was in a place where he was not vying for attention, vying for applause, vying for approval from man. But he kept his eyes on the Father. He only did what he saw him do. He only listened to what he heard him say and, and obeyed in that way. Well, the why is for yearn, yearning for what isn't mine and isn't the time. E-N-V-Y, envy. The Y is yearning for what isn't mine and isn't the time. Man, there's a whole message in just that why, but I won't take up too much more time. I want to encourage you. God has you in the palm of His hand. I want to encourage you that you've not missed out on life. I want to encourage you that the calling, the purpose, the plan that God has for you You've not missed it. You're not missing out. You can trust that where you are is right on time. Believe, dream, have faith, and settle back and trust God. Obey what He's calling you to obey. Lean in. Invite the blessing of God in your finances through generosity with like tithe and offering. Relationally, by caring, by serving, by loving others, by sacrificially giving of yourself as you can to encourage and uplift and share the gospel. And then ultimately sit back and trust God. Trust the results to Him. Trust the blessing to Him. So many times, if we're not careful, envy can get us yearning so that we can't even appreciate the goodness of God where we are. We start wanting desiring things. Now they may be good things and they may be stored up for us at the right time. But if we're not careful, we can short circuit God's timing. We can take things into our own strength or try to make things happen, whether that's getting more debt upon debt upon debt, get in financial trouble. And uh, all because we're trying to keep up, we're yearning for what others have and we're vying for their applause, vying for that status. God gives us another option. Proverbs gives us another option. It says, envy leads to the rot of our bones. I mean, the picture is staggering. It's the thought of our, our, our bone structure not holding up, walking slowly, more difficulty. It's almost like it's poison for our bodies. It's, it quite frankly is, it's rotting our skeletal system. Whereas peace gives life to the body. It gives us confidence. It gives us strength. 
It gives us joy, the very fruit of the Spirit you and I have been called to live with. But I've noticed this in my own life about peace. I've got to be someone that chooses peace. Chooses peace. I determine every day, believe it or not, I determine every day to dwell on the goodness of God. I've had to reach a place where I practice every single day to keep my eyes on the Lord, keep focused on His goodness, take time out to be grateful, to think about my blessings and the favor He's given me. The temptations there through social media, through news outlets, through things on television or shows, Sometimes it's our own family, extended family. My goodness, sometimes it can even be people in the church. The, the enemy of our soul wants to pull us away from keeping our eyes on the Lord and, and get us cultivating envy, fear, anxiety, desire that's ill-placed, ill-tempered. God calls for us to live at peace. I've noticed three things to help me live at peace. I want to share those with you. One, audience of one. Remember, today, your Heavenly Father loves you. He's satisfied with where you are. He's not comparing you with anyone else in the whole world. He's not comparing you. You meet the mark. You're worthy of His love. He created you and stepped back and said, You are good. Live for an audience of one. Live for an audience of one and receive the affection from the Lord, His kindness. His, his heart, His hope, His peace, His mercy, His forgiveness for you. Don't look to the right or to the left. Don't judge yourself by someone else's calling, someone else's career, or how someone else operates in their giftings. You trust the process the Lord has you on and live for the audience of one. I call this staying in your lane. Stay in your lane. You're not called to be me, and I'm not called to be you. Who we're called to be is who God has called for us to be, that we're becoming who He's called for us to become, and that we're doing what He's asked us to do. Live for that audience of one. Second, daily pick peace. Like, pick peace. Think about this. Peace brings life to the body. Think about a menu, right? When you go out to eat or you're ordering in, what do you get to do? You get to curate your whole meal. You get to pick the whole thing out. It's the same when I go out to eat. I get to, now there's certain things I can order, but I get to kind of pick and sometimes I even make little tweaks to the description there and the server most of the times like absolutely we can do that. Well the same is true for our life. I'm amazed how many times in my life I've chosen negativity. I've chosen fear. I've chosen uh, discontentment. And all the while on my menu of life there's peace there for me to pick up. I can choose it. I don't want to live um, as a victim to, to, to how others may treat me or how circumstances may treat me. No, I can pick peace beforehand. I can get going in the day, take responsibility for my life, not let my feelings get the best of me and choose peace. I want to empower you. You could do the same thing. Like, no kidding. After this video, you can take five minutes and say, Lord, I thank you for your peace. I choose peace today. I've got a lot of things in the stages of life and in this season of life that may cause um, some apprehension or may just be part and parcel of responsibility and I don't like how some things are turning out. But guess what? I'm picking peace. You know, you can say that. You can do that. Pick peace. And then that third thought, I've already said it. Take personal responsibility 
for the peace you're experiencing. I want you to really lean into that. Take personal responsibility for the peace you're experiencing. I began to do that about 10 years ago in my life. And I've lived more free, more hopeful, more full of joy and faith than ever before. See, I used to think my life was determined by how I was treated. I used to think my life was determined by how my circumstances either worked out or didn't work out. Both of those are a tragic trap of the enemy to get us to waste months, years, decades of our life. You have personal responsibility for the peace you're experiencing. And this video may have landed in your lap, may have landed on your screen during a very hard season of life. I know, I know that that may be the case. I want to encourage you, peace is possible. It may not be as simple as just choosing peace. You may need some therapy. You may need to join our Freedom Small Group or our Emotionally Healthy Small Group and do some of the hard work of coming to the Lord, growing in your identity, your value of who you are and who you see yourself to be. But ultimately, it's your responsibility for the peace you're experiencing. Ultimately, you're the one who wakes up gets in that quiet place with God, reads His Word, prays His Word, calls out things by faith. Though you may not see Him, you trust Him and you call it out by faith. That's your responsibility. You can't do that for me. My pastor, believe it or not, I have a pastor. My pastor can't do that for me. My wife can't do that for me. My friends can't do that for me. My children can't do that for me. My parents can't do that. I've got to take responsibility for the peace I'm experiencing. You know, you do that, God's going to meet you in that space. He's going to grow you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to pour out even more peace in your life as you grow in your God-given identity and who He has said that you are. Don't choose envy this week. Choose peace. Amen. Lord, bless your people. Thank you for this time. Amen. Hey, I really hope you can join us this coming Sunday, May 28th. Remember, one service at 10.30 a.m. for our Summer Fun Sunday. God bless you. We'll talk soon.